Yeah. But like super conversational flow. Like yeah, no pressure. It's already recording. We're going. We'll just like continue okay. happen. Yeah, so Digifox doesn't actually do any graphs or anything. And they don't they don't have a lot of informational stuff, but they want to be a platform so that you know you can uh, kind of manage your money yourself as opposed to you know using a bank like you, you'll yeah. still use other uh, companies other third parties but ultimately like for people that want to have more control and want that or and have that understanding and financial literacy they're going to be able to do what they want simpler like one of the big things that they're working on right now is eliminating fees that's a that's a big thing with crypto is like mm. you just converting to different currencies. Like if I want, if I have $20 in one thing and I want to make it $20 in something else, then there's just going to be a fee and I'll have that $20, but I'm also going to lose a little bit in that transaction. So shrinking that fee. And I think they eventually even want to get it to zero is going to be mm. that be like, like life changing honestly can't you do that already like through robin hood i feel like i couldn't i just take out my bitcoin investment and then invest it in something else and not have lost like any money or paid a fee i'm not i'm not sure actually so i haven't i've used robin hood i haven't done any sort of crypto on robin hood but hmm. what uh what i will say is like i'll caution you with robin hood because it gives you access to a lot of different stuff that you can do with your money and it seems really informative and it, it really is but it it like it gives people too many options to, to mess up like um i guess how i would explain it is if someone was like learning to swim and like put them on the diving board yeah so it really just sets like they're not um it's not bad like they give you a lot of stuff and it's good really but yeah it falls all around you and that's why you know most people that are going to use Robinhood are gonna lose money granted they're probably just like playing around trying to learn stuff but yeah they're they're gonna lose so I would just caution like anybody using Robinhood because you know it's an app it's easy to get into uh, yeah it's super easy yeah so yeah. we'll have that kind of thought process like oh this is how i'm going to get into it it's going to be easy like i'll become a trader and make money and um yeah anyone looking for that like like get rich quick is gonna lose like I'll yeah, yeah. Lose. if you're looking for that easy solution then just like stop because you're just gonna <laughs> yeah do you think digifox like limits you more to the point where it's safer or so what, what do you think is different about that yeah digifox is more like a, a wallet so it'll let you mm. keep track of your finances Robinhood lets you trade stuff i mean you can mm. trade through digifox with and they, they do entirely cryptos and Robinhood is obviously focused on stocks, but um, it, it's more uh, straightforward. So if I want to buy a coin or crypto, whatever, I can just like search it and buy it as opposed to Robinhood is a little bit more complex. 
like honestly like mm. I'm at a point where cryptos cryptocurrency is probably easier to understand stocks which is like a little weird because stocks has been around for so long and crypto is kind of yeah. like this um, like this new thing relatively new but yeah i mean once you get on robin hood there's like there's so much shit all the graphs and stuff like it looks cool it's eye appealing they do really yeah yeah but it's like over and i would say most people that are using it you know want to tell themselves oh like i get this i can do this but like people yeah. have no idea what the hell they're doing yeah that makes sense that's what i that's my experience with robin hood it's like very because the information they give you is like pretty easy to understand so you think you understand the information but you don't i feel like what is the trouble is you don't really understand the implications of the information so it's like i can see like oh bitcoin is doing bad you know don't invest in bitcoin that's dumb or bitcoin's actually doing really good right now they're up like three percent i just made like 10 cents to my dollar or some something like that um but like i don't know anything about like cryptocurrency or blockchains or if that's even a sustainable part of the market or even like what market we're in isn't there like bull markets and some other type of market yeah so it's like yeah there's so many like and and robin hood does a good job at like identifying these but there's so many so much economic jargon that's like so unnecessary i mean some of it is helpful but yeah bull and bear markets and whatever the hell yeah that's what bull and bear okay well, dude, I have, an, a, I have a, an opinion or a quote that I want to share with you that I want to get your thoughts on. All right, hit me. So I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, no surprise, about where <laughs> he was talking with Elon Musk. And Elon Musk was talking about how he thinks that too many people are like too many of the bright minds are invested into like finances instead of engineering and sort of like creating new things. So he thinks that sort of like manufacturing and engineering and stuff like that, they should be given more financial incentives versus like purely financial sectors. Because I imagine like an engineer, like a full team of engineers who's building like buildings or engineering like public structures, they're probably going to be getting paid well, but not nearly as well as like investment breakers or stock traders, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a really interesting point and i would honestly like agree a hundred percent but it's not it's not that simple like especially yeah. we're so uh built around capitalism like yeah no one is gonna be paid more than anyone in the financial industry or in like that's why like sales people mm. get so much is because uh they're literally working to get money that'll like help the other people they're working with. And that'll, some of that will yeah. go towards uh, paying the people in customer service, whatever. And like, honestly, it would be really cool if we would pay people to, you know, take more advantage of their creative side with stuff like engineering. And it is really important, but I could like never see it actually mm. uh, working. Like, okay, we could probably give financial incentives but it's never gonna be more than like uh what the financial people are making 
just because that's how we operate as a country. Yeah, because it seems like, I mean, there are certain engineers and certain like software engineers that you get paid like like but tons of money because you just made that right software you know you made the you got a pants you got a patent on like a super useful software but it does seem like even a modest investment maker or someone who is modestly um like in the finance industry is going to be getting paid like absurd amounts of money definitely yeah i would just be like curious like um no matter like what uh like a like someone who works in like software or whatever whatever they're making i'm i'm curious if like you compared the worth of whatever product they made versus yeah. uh like what people are being paid to sell that product especially when you think like, okay, most products especially with like software you know you'll make it once and then you can sell it like thousands of times however many times people will buy it so yeah like pretty quickly i would say that the revenue that you can get is gonna like outweigh whatever initial investment of like time or money that you had to put in into creating that software so that's a whole nother like issue in itself not really issue but just a point to kind of think on yeah i mean what do you think about kind of just our like uh society being so focused on capitalism yeah fuck this is not my domain but i'll, I'll share some opinions just for the sake of sharing opinions um so let's see so capitalism is this free trade market i i think it's cool in principle and it does i don't know because see it's 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 hard to talk about something like as that's as on as big of a scale as capitalism because there are so many like drawbacks and like a lot of benefits because we are you're probably not going to get nearly as good of products if you had a like a communist country where the janitor is getting paid the same as the software engineer, you know, or they're getting similar benefits. But at the same time, there's also like some pretty easy ways to manipulate a system like capitalism and not really provide much value. Like for example, like McDonald's, you know, I mean, I don't know too much about McDonald's, but their business model doesn't seem to be the most beneficial to people, you know, so it's like, but they're a, a mega, like a mega industry, you know, they're, they're like a mega company, a mega business. So they are sort of able to take advantage in unfair ways and capitalism, it might just be, it seems like it's a product of the universe. Like it's just an, an inevitable aspect of the universe, but capitalism sort of promotes this like cluster of things just rising exponentially because the first person to jump on something, they don't have to be the brightest. They don't have to be the whatever. They just found something. Then they just fucking skyrocket. Yeah. I would say like, I, I actually agree with that. Uh, one part that I disagree with, I wouldn't think about it like a, 
like a um, like the it's just a natural part of the universe. I think that maybe we're or maybe yeah maybe it is a little natural the way that we kind of shift towards that. But I think also we should totally be able to, and I I like wish more people were able to kind of like take a step back. Like okay, like maybe this is good, but it's also unhealthy. Because I think like with McDonald's, like yeah they're uh, you know, making a lot of jobs and stuff and they're, but it's, yeah, it's really not too healthy. Like what do, what do they accomplish? You know, okay. Yes. They make jobs. They eat people crap. They make a ton of money. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think I would consider it a negative and it's really, yeah. really hard to fight something like this. Cause it is like a, capitalism is like a machine that just uh i wouldn't say like you said it uh is natural but i think it rewards this kind of um like like almost like individual way of thinking like more money more money more money and yeah not necessarily individual like like one person but like obviously the companies and their like only goal that's going to be solely focused on making the money and you know this system rewards it unfortunately but yeah yeah man it's it's like and see this is where it's it's confusing and where it's um it almost just seems unavoidable and it's like like it's sad and i don't want to admit that and it, it's kind of like like, oh shit, that kind of sucks. But it's like, even if you think about, I feel like this has been a part of culture forever. Like, even if you go back to, let's say like the Aztecs or something like that. If I remember the story correctly, the, there are this like small tribe in Mexico. Eventually they found this land, like they got kicked out. And I don't know if they found some way of farming or something like that, but this land was like fucking, mm, like it, the soil was fire, you know, they were producing the crops and then they just like, boom, fucking took off because they just happened to be in a space where they could like grow food more easily. And then they could focus on other aspects of their like empire and their conquest so that the other empires didn't stand a fucking chance. And then once they established themselves, the empires definitely didn't stand a chance because the Aztecs were so high up. And even if like, say those tribes did have a chance and one like took down the Aztecs, then one of them probably would find a way to take advantage of the system or would just stumble upon something that would skyrocket them to the exact same point of that, like at the top of the hierarchy that has all this like lavishness, you know, all this power yeah, that's interesting. So do you think that's like, like, uh, what, how would that relate back to this? Do you think like capitalism is kind of like the Aztecs or is like our society just kind of parallel to the Aztecs in that like sense of rapid growth? Yeah, I would say it, I would say all of human conquest and all of people's actions okay. are parallel to this idea that all you have to do is hit this sweet spot and then 
like this small bullseye. I think it's like the 80-20 principle. Like 80% of the results come from 20% of the workers. Yeah. Like 80% of the money comes from 20% of the people. And there's variations between it, but it's usually like there's this small percentage that is getting this huge percentage. And that's what I think is going on in society and what's just going on like in the universe. I think it's just humans. We have to use our creativity and we have to use our imagination in a way that makes that manageable because it's like, it's sort of like people who are high in openness and who are very, uh, like smart, who are very intellectually curious, they're going to take a, they're going to need a lot more food to be intellectually satiated. They're going to need a lot more stimulation. So they're going to want to build this software and want to build all this shit, even if you didn't pay them that much, because they're just like, fuck, like I just need something to do. I just need to put my mind towards something. That's true. Versus, yeah. And versus like people with lower IQs who I'm like, no, I'm fine working in the factory, making your software or I'm not making your software, but making the product that you are the mastermind behind, you know? But if, if it gets to a point where the, the people who are enjoying all these riches are just like stomping on the poor people or it's, yeah, stomping on the poor people, then it's going to be fucked up. You just have to give them enough to be satisfied because that's even what like the people who are at the top, you know? they're they need more to be satisfied so all you have to do is get that point of satisfaction and it, it's going to look different for everybody but society just has to incorporate it in a way that it's like these people are going to be satisfied even though they need way fucking less to be satisfied because they're just nothing's wrong with them they're just minds don't function in that way versus the, these people that need way more to be satisfied because their minds function in this particular way yeah so this you know this makes me think of a couple questions first one is like um why why do you think we value some stuff more than others like who is to say you know these um smarter people that are more creative why is that more valuable than the people that work hard that are kind of lower on the totem pole why do you think that is i think it's because they're it's so all it's like a like a rarity because okay. it's it's the that not everybody like the people on the bottom couldn't the 20 people like the thousands of people below elon musk couldn't think in the way elon musk does to produce what like to do what elon musk does so then that makes him more valuable sort of like bitcoin you know because bitcoin there's a limited amount so it's it's more valuable in that sense that there's a limited amount yeah, so I mean, the basic economic term for that would be uh, scarcity. So the less you yeah. have, something, the more valuable it becomes. So uh, with with capitalism and with the 80-20, what do you think of the idea uh, of eat the rich that's kind of floating around? Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. So just kind of a, a kind of popular way to just like hate on capitalism and um, mm. that idea that you know, the people higher up on the totem pole are generally like doing less and making more. Mm. It's, yeah, it's frustrating for people. I mean, I think that it 
depends on how wealth is distributed. Because I think that in certain, in certain, like for certain people who are rich, yes, like they, they do a shit ton of things or they've done a lot of good things for um, the country or they built some revolutionary thing and they deserve all the money that they got or they, they work really hard. But I imagine there's, there's gotta be people like, especially if you look at like YouTube influencers and fitness influencers and stuff like that, where, I mean, not to be, I don't know, critical or whatever, but it doesn't really seem like Logan Paul or Jake Paul or people like that are creating enough valuable content that's steering the world like in a productive direction to generate like millions and millions of dollars because even even in like the terms of like let's say that they allow you to relieve stress or they allow you to um sort of like as, as an escapism or something like that which is like a valuable thing that is an important aspect of being a human being but it's like they're probably not even that fucking good at that you know like there's there's so many other people who are way more creative you could watch an episode of Black Mirror and sort of like zone out, but that would be way more stimulating than watching like, I'd imagine half of the YouTube influencers on there, they just like vlog. Agreed, yeah. Their dogs, you know, like grooming their dogs or something like that. But I don't know. It, it sort of seems like, I imagine that's something you kind of have to like, just, it comes with the deal. Yeah. but yeah that's interesting and yeah that i don't know i guess i'm i'm already off subject but now my head is like like why do we value entertainment so much like it's so yeah like, the fact that like youtuber is like now a like recognized career is just like it's kind yeah. of yeah yeah it's it's super weird I think, it, like, I'd imagine it has probably to do something with, like, it mimics some evolutionary process that sort of, like, tricks our brains into, yeah, I imagine that's what it is. Because it's, like, how, how, how are old humans entertained, you know? Because if it's such an important aspect, they're probably, like, fuck around with each other, joke around, you know? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. Like, entertainment as an industry goes back, like, so freaking far. Like, yeah. think of, like, Roman Colosseums and how, huh. how similar they are to, like, sports stadiums in, in today's world. It's, like, yeah. that's always been a thing that we're kind of, like, fascinated with as human beings. Yeah, you know, it, it, this just popped in my head. But it just reminded me that, like, another reason why I think entertainment is so, like, addictive and so stimulating now is because, like, the more we're sort of getting detached from how we're, like, used to being stimulated as human beings, the more, like, artificial stimulation we need to have. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, like, being a hunter-gatherer, I imagine that shit was, like, fucking crazy you know because like like I, I can't even imagine the high 
of killing a lion or not a lion, but killing like a, a buffalo or something and being able to feed your whole family, you know, everybody in the village, like you're just the fucking man and you're like running 20, like 20 miles a day, fucking in the heat, dealing with insects and parasites and everything. I imagine it was like incredibly stimulating. And now we're so safe that we need these like these mimicked versions of stimulation. Yeah, well, a lot of that's why, you know, a lot of people say entertainment or like stuff like YouTube, you know, a lot of people want to live vicariously through their mm. favorite characters. Like, yeah, like and most of are like the most popular TV shows and movies are just like not really realistic whatsoever you know a lot of the yeah. stuff that people are fascinated with are these uh kind of like fantasy universes like think of how popular like marvel has gotten over the yeah years. like that's just crazy yeah i think i heard some guy say like some big um cinegraph or some big movie producer talk about how like the Marvel universe isn't real cinema. It's just like a bunch of bright lights. And that's what people like about it. I think it was like, it was somebody big like Tarantino or something like that, but I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I gotta, I gotta figure that out. Personally, like, I don't know how you feel, but like I, an unpopular opinion here. I don't like Marvel movies. I feel like they're like, um, just like different flavors of ice cream. And I'm like, yeah. Give me, give me something new. Yeah. They're just. Yeah, I think they're forgettable. Yeah, I mean, and like this is something I've talked about with my friends, and you know, people don't like when I say this, but I really don't think uh, Marvel movies are that interesting. I feel like the plot is very, you know, they play it safe. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, they're entertaining, like. If I go to the theaters and I see a Marvel movie, like I'll walk out of it like happy I saw it. But it doesn't really push any sort of boundary. They're just kind of sticking to this, um, you know, what's what's proven to work, almost like a formula of how to yeah. keep people hooked and entertained. Yeah. It's like uh, how Joker got so popular. Cause it's just, it takes on this completely different narrative and has way more depth. And I think that's sort of the attraction to, especially the Joker is because it's like the Marvel universe, it doesn't, it doesn't address like the, the suffering of human beings to a degree that we're like emotionally like invigorated or like feeling alive we're just like um it's almost like a form of excitement like we're just like oh wow this is really like whoa color whoa instead of being like like in the moment like a human being alive with this whole complex like spectrum of experience it, yeah i feel like it's just like like here's a spectrum of experience the marvel universe is like oh no half the people got eliminated but then oh we got them all back and this is right here where joker is like fucking like 
psychosis and abuse and trauma and it touches like this other spectrum that we're not used to seeing yeah i would agree i and it's interesting that you brought up joker because like i really hate superhero movies or anything related but yeah i freaking love joker and and another point with that and like obviously like i'm no movie critic so i don't, I don't yeah, know me neither. about what i'm talking about i'm just spewing my opinions but like uh in the same way like it the Marvel movies kind of remind me of like horror movies that are like, mm. um, like really just stupid in the in the plot, and then they'll just have like jump scares or loud ass noises, and that's like yeah. you know, it scares you, but that's just your like biological reaction to some of this stuff. It's not like a scary movie; they just play a loud freaking noise. Like yeah, yeah, it reminds me of like. Um... And let me know if I make you uncomfortable. It's, it's not my goal, but <laughs> it reminds me of like porn, you know, because it's like you have this very vanilla, I mean, not vanilla, depends on what you're watching, but <laughs> this very safe experience, you know, like, like, you know that you're not going to get rejected or um, yeah yeah that's the whole thing yeah porn with uh movies like it's mm-hmm. it's safe because you know what's going to happen next and yeah it's it's a little weird that you know that's like what's become our main criticism but you know when you know what's happening next it's not really uh not only is it's not pushing any sort of boundary but i feel like it is um lacking creativity and i think it's almost in an intentional way especially in the entertainment industry like they like i said with like some formula they find something that works and they're just gonna milk it for as much as they can get until people realize like okay like come on let's get something new here yeah yeah i don't think there's anything i don't know I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I feel like it also sort of like what you were saying and like what we were talking about earlier. I think it does fit. It does fill different roles for different people because like, let's say someone like you, I'd say especially somebody like you who is like uh, very open and like naturally curious. I feel like you you'd be the guy to watch like indie horror films and indie movies and (laughs) like, like that kind of stuff. So you could see this, like, Oh, this person's doing it different. I want to see how this person's doing it. I want to see what's up with this versus, I mean, but there's probably also got to be something in your biology or in your brain that you can like, I don't know if you have a heightened appreciation for novelty or if you're just like more intellectually stimulated by that. But somebody who sees an indie film and they don't maybe have the capacity to appreciate it, they're just going to be like, uh, like, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't even get what the fuck just happened. Yeah, so first, like, that was, like, spot on. <laughs> guess on me. But also, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, like, yeah, obviously things, you know, fill different roles for different people. But, uh, yeah, some people are just naturally drawn to 
uh, one thing over another. And there is definitely, or I don't know if it's like, yeah, it's weird. Cause I feel like just naturally in like every aspect of my life, I'm kind of drawn and interested in like whatever is uh, not kind of, whatever isn't mainstream, whatever isn't normal. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. And it's interesting that you brought up uh, stimulation. Cause that's kind of what I've like thought as I just, you know, question my own preferences for things. But, but yeah, like, honestly, I'll watch a Marvel movie and I'll be bored as shit, honest to God. And then, you yeah. know, some indie horror film and it's like, whoa, like, I haven't seen that before. And maybe it's not necessarily like, like amazing, but it's different. Yeah. And I think I can appreciate people, you know, trying to push the envelope. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I think this relates back to uh, what we were talking about with economics earlier and creativity, like the the idea of sticking to these, you know, play it safe movies is naturally, you know, rewarded by the economic system we had in place. And, you know, you were talking about engineers earlier, how we could like get people to be more creative. And it's like the same thing with movies. Uh, but at the end of the day, these you know, creative people are going to be doing all this because that's what they want, you know? Yeah. Someone's, there's always going to be somebody making these, um, you know, mainstream movies or whatever, whatever the category of uh, consumer good. But there's also always going to be people trying to push that envelope, trying to do stuff differently. And yeah, it's, it just sucks that it's not, like, uh, rewarded more. Yeah, I, I mean, as you're talking, what it made me think of is it's uh, it's almost like, I think, a, a creatively free individual. I think regardless of their economic, I mean, regardless of their economic status to a degree, because if they're, like, too poor to eat, then obviously they're going to be suffering. But if they have enough money to be financially comfortable, then I think they sort of get paid in a different, in a different way, almost they get paid in a different pleasure. Um, Cause that's honestly what I would like measure wealth, it, at least in my opinion. And we could get into a whole thing about that, I, but I would just like m- measure it as your capacity to like intentionally increase the pleasure like brought about by your external environment. Cause it's like poor people can afford rice and potatoes, rich people can afford calamari sushi. Um, but I think that the, the poor, like anybody who's endured and like in a creative pursuit, they sort of get paid with this. It's almost like they get paid in their time, which is the most valuable resource because they, they they're spending their time in a way that's valuable that's bringing them pleasure just by the very nature of them using their time to do that thing instead of having to like slave away at this nine to five and then yes i get to come home and i'm gonna watch the marvel movie because i've been working like fucking 50 hour weeks and i just want something that's safe i just want to feel good i don't want to waste my time on some indie movie that's true dude and yeah damn you like hit that nail on the head 
it really just makes me think, yeah, like you said, like people get paid in time or other aspects of their life. And it's, and it's interesting how we started this kind of asking like, why are these creative types like underpaid? But when you factor in like the amount of enjoyment that you get from your work, like, yeah. like they're the real winners, you know? Mm-hmm. I like when I think about someone that's just like like Mark Zuckerberg, like the lizard dude. Like <laughs> he has so much influence. Uh he's you know uh a public figure, but like he's I bet you like and I can't say this for certain, but you know, I bet yeah. you most people are better off in the sense that they're happier than him. Cause he's you know, yeah. I would say that the life he's living, he's chasing, you know, all the wrong things. Yeah. I mean, at least from my, like, from watching that Social Dilemma fucking documentary, it seems like Zuck is pretty uh, fucked, pretty fucked up. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I also feel like that would be incredibly stressful but I don't know maybe maybe that sense of power maybe that's that's rewarding because people do crazy shit for power it's like yeah you're gonna say something you can say that first before I get into that tangent yeah just it's it's just crazy what people will do for power but um yeah i don't know i just part of me feels like okay you know for whatever reason those people uh behave in that way like if they want power if they want money prestige like like on the surface maybe it looks like okay yeah they're winning but i can't i can't help but like and maybe it's just because like this is what i want to believe so i have something to hold on to but i just like to think that the more creative individuals the ones that want to appreciate those you know um like less normal things in life i really do think that they're the the real winners because of that level of enjoyment you know i don't know but at the same time some people like working crazy hours going and watching mindless tv so yeah i don't know yeah, see, that's what's so hard, and that's what I think probably will get tripped up. Um, and I don't think that we could find a solution to it. But people are different because some people, and like I, I remember fucking loving math, you know, like I mean, not like like enjoying it, not like oh my god, I want to do this on my free time instead of playing video games. But like I would if they gave me math homework, I'd be like, Oh, math homework. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, I, I like, I like this, you know? <laughs> um, but some people are just different. Like a, an engineer might really enjoy his job and, um, a creative person. But if you put them in the, per, uh, in the position of being an artist, they'd be like, Oh, fuck this. You know, like, I don't like painting. I don't like drawing. I, why can't I work with numbers? Let me do my numbers thing. Whereas an artist would be miserable as a, an engineer 
fuck man they should give us blueprints for this shit man like <laughs> like here's what you'll like here's what you're good at here's yeah. here's what you can do i wish i looked at so much stuff like that so before i dropped out of college i was in a like i had a course that was called like uh deciding your major or whatever and we did like every mm-hmm. sort of career test personality test every sort of test you could imagine to kind of like figure out you know what are you gonna like and yeah like it, none of it freaking helps to be honest you just gotta like get in there because yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day i it's a fun idea but i don't think having a blueprint would really help because doing and well, the real world versus the theoretical is so so different yeah i i i guess it's just i don't know i think that because i get what you're saying like i definitely wouldn't want i definitely would want some room for choice but i guess it feels like there's there's too much freedom or there's this illusion of freedom in our society that i think makes people stressed out about shit that they don't need to be stressed out about because like for example like in a tribal society like if you're strong as fuck then you're a warrior you know or if i mean it probably depends i'm sure there was some like heritability to that which maybe makes sense maybe their father was like a strong person but it's sort of it's just like not everybody is meant to be an athlete and it's really it's almost fucked up to make people think that you know it's kind of like or even that they can achieve the things that an athlete does because and this is not to deny the human potential i think humans are capable of doing amazing things but it's like dude like that guy's working just as hard as you but he has the genetic advantage you know so it's like i think that but but again you might be some brilliant mathematician that the the athlete just doesn't have the mind for so i think that that's interesting yeah. it's, it's something like we don't really necessarily like want to accept like even when you said that i like wanted to like, <laughs> like no but like we can do whatever we you know set our mind to but like yeah and then i take a step back and it's like yeah you know some people are just naturally better at other things whether we like it or not that's just how it is yeah i guess i guess it's just like Um, I feel like you just got to find something where you enjoy it to the point that you don't care that people are better than you. Because I feel like, uh, that's, I don't know, someone who like really enjoys their profession. Like somebody who just like loves art or loves painting it's something that they would do even if they had to have a job, like even if they didn't make money from it, they're not going to be, they're not going to care if people are better for them or even if they get paid for it, you know, they're just like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just do, I'm going to do this anyway. This is how I spend my weekend. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess this just like makes me think back to like, if, if it's not, you know, if we have, predispositions to be better at some things than others and you know other people are better than us at different things 
like why is it that some stuff is like so in in our like society or culture or whatever like why is some stuff rewarded so much more than other things yeah it yeah i don't know yeah it's lucky i don't know yeah it is i feel like it get, i'd imagine it gets a lot harder to distribute um to distribute resources like as the people as your group gets bigger definitely yeah um yeah i mean and that's what's it's it's nice these like uh theoreticals where you know you have the hunter gatherers but like as you get more people everything just gets so much more complicated you know yeah when, like in all my econ classes when we would do uh different like thought experiments different theoretical scenarios they would always be in the most like simple form possible um and on the on the smallest scale because it's the easiest to understand and a lot of these ideas are you know you you want to wonder why things don't work a certain way and then once you blow them up and make them bigger on the scale it, it's just just everything is so freaking complicated so yeah that's it is yeah that's the it's because there's so many different factors and that's where i think thought experiments are limited um and even these theoretical this like theoretical discussion because there's so many factors that it really makes it hard to have like I feel like I guess the the only thing is you just want a thought experiment or you just want something to be like as reliable as possible. But yeah, it's definitely hard to like conceptualize something on such a large scale that has like so many fucking different factors. Yeah, I just think it's like easy to say things and we wish it was more simple when we say something like um like with hunter gatherers you know if you were big and strong you would know your position in society your role so much easier and like now like you said earlier like what the hell are we supposed to do with our lives there's so many different options and no one's gonna you know fall neatly into one category like i mean i would i would honestly say most people fall into like a different ca couple categories and um, I would, I mean, the problem I had when I was in school and I was in my, you know, deciding major class was like, it wasn't, what do I, uh, what, what am I going to be good at? What am I interested in? It's like, which of the 20 different things that I think sound awesome am I going to focus on? Yeah. Because of all those options. Yeah, I think it, it does sort of follow, I don't know, I feel like I'd, I'd imagine even your options, like, like, 
even the options you'd consider, I imagine, somewhat align. I feel like, I don't know. And I'm totally, I could be totally fucking off and like, I, I'm probably talking out my ass, but I feel like I could predict the type of shit you'd be into. Like, you know, I think you could. Go ahead and try. I think you'll get closer than. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. So, first off, I'm going to guess like your personality traits based off our interactions. Have you heard of the Big Five personality model? Maybe. Okay. So, it's like, they think there's these five huge traits that most people fall into there's some subcategories and shit like that but mostly it's 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 these ocean traits so it's openness your like curiosity your interest and in, like your desire for novelty so it's openness conscientiousness how responsible you are like planning organizing shit like that yeah. e is extroversion if you get energy from people, if you get energy from being alone, A is for agreeableness. If you're <laughs> like a criminal, like on the far end, it'd be a criminal who doesn't give a fuck about anybody, like a sociopath. And at the top would be someone who's like, like a serpent, like just crawls beyond people. Like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. The yes, man. And then the end is neuroticism. So it's like high and worry, like you worry a lot or you're pretty emotionally stable. Um, okay, yeah so i've definitely come across these just by different names but yeah, yeah go ahead and kind of take a stab at what you think <laughs> my results would be so high in openness for sure conscientiousness low in conscientiousness extroversion high in extroversion agreeableness I would say either like in between or on the disagreeable end. Um, and then what was that? Agreeableness and then neuroticism, high neuroticism. So yeah. I would I would say that you nailed that. I'm I'm definitely on the disagreeable side, but other than that, you got everything. Okay. Yeah, I know. What would you? What would a good career for you be? High neuroticism, high in openness, high in extroversion. I feel like a like lawyer. <laughs> um, and I remember you saying something about that too. Yeah, lawyer. Sales, like I could see you in something in sales. I don't know, like what aspect of sales would be. I feel like, yeah, like a sales manager, like you'd be a good manager. Okay, you think so? Yeah. Oh, well, no, because managers needs to be high in conscientiousness. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty like sociable, but like, okay, so I can talk to new people pretty easily. But I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not too good at resolving conflict, probably because of my uh, just tendency to be di disagreeable. Like, I just like yeah. to naturally. I can't help it. Yeah, you're probably like, you're probably a good like sales trainer or a good sales leader. 
Maybe. All right, I want to take a take a stab at you now. Um, All right. I have a little cheat sheet up just because I know yeah. it by different terminology. So correct me. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say right off the bat, you're pretty. Uh, your openness to experience is pretty high. You're curious. Um, conscientiousness. Uh, I would say, oh, actually, this is kind of tough, dude. Um, I would say, I would say you're organized, dude. I would lean more towards that uh, stable side. Um, introverted extroversion. This one's tough, too. I think, okay, so just based on what you've told me, I guess I would say you're an introvert, but with my interactions with you, like you're really sociable, I would say. So I kind of want to say extrovert. So maybe you're just in the middle with that. Um, agreeableness, you're you're definitely agreeable, friendly, uh, definitely like the mediator type. Um, yeah, neuroticism. So I would say leaning on the the nervous side. But yeah, that's that's my guess. Let me know how I did. Yeah, so you said high in openness, which I agree. You said high in conscientiousness. I think I'm low in conscientiousness. Okay. Extroversion, you got that right with the introvert. Um, and then agreeableness, I would say, yeah, I would say I'm pretty agreeable. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then um, neuroticism, yeah, on the high end. Okay, so I would say you're pretty, pretty spot no, on. Through where I went wrong with conscientiousness. Yeah, um, like I'd love to say I'm organized, but I'm not fucking organized <laughs> at all. Because <laughs> like I'll, I'll try and make calendars and I'll try, like I have this huge ass whiteboard in my room that I try to organize on. And like I'll set a system and then I'll just forget about it. Like I'll be like <laughs> That's funny. You you appear like you totally have your shit together, which is funny. Like, cause I've had people in the in the Praxis cohort that'll say that to me and then I'll say like exactly what you just said. Like, yeah, maybe it looks like that, but like I am a mess. Like I have I mean, actually I have organizational skills. I just I guess I don't use them too much. Yeah. Know. But, yeah okay yeah i definitely see that actually yeah okay but i did better than i thought i did or i would actually yeah no you got that i think i think considering how much we've talked i feel like it's um it's a lot easier like once you get to know someone more you can like yeah. pick apart their tendencies hundred percent it's cool though just to like reflect on them because i think often people you know are so self-absorbed and yeah. want to learn about themselves but we kind of like pick each other's brain which is almost like a whole another experience in itself oh uh, yeah it's it's so hard like i can honestly tell you like probably half the time we're talking it's honestly like 
like I'm in my own head thinking about what I want to say. I'm like, oh, like I, oh, that's a really good idea. Like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say that, you know. And I think that's okay considering the nature of what we're talking about because it's like we're talking about like theoretical shit. But if you're telling me some like personal shit that's going down with you, and I'm like, oh fuck, like oh, I got an idea from that. I got an opinion on that. Then that probably would be like messed up. That wouldn't be respectful of like you sharing something with me. Yeah, that's that's funny though that you say that because like I feel like um like I'm just like naturally someone who's like saying whatever they're thinking so like I don't know how many times you say something and then I'm like oh like this is a great point and then I like forget it because you say something else and I'm like oh this is awesome <laughs> fun shit man yeah because I feel like we're both similar in that sense that I know you said you had like um, ADHD or I don't know if you meant it literally, but you're like all oh, ADHD moments and shit like that. Um, but I definitely feel that it's like so hard to stay focused on something because everything seems so cool. Like, like I, I created this list of things that I want to do and it's like coding, jujitsu, salsa dancing, music, like fundamental music theory, rapping, you know? That's so funny. I put together my list of things that I want to do, like, just like last week. It's so freaking long. It's so... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I think, let me just, like, count them real quick. I'm not even going to bother saying them all. It's got to be at least, like, 25, though. It's, like, like things you want to learn or a bucket yeah. list? Things I want to learn. Like, just, like, shit, like, um, like, more, like, I want to watch more movies. I want to learn more about cinematography. I want to learn mm. about Greek mythology. Like, I know a lot about Greek mythology, but I've never, like, sat down and went through, like, everything. I want to learn, mm. or I want to, I want to just, like, read more, dude. I don't read, like, as much as I should. And especially, like, we were talking about, like, I just like to appreciate um like uh more like abstract and more refined things so when i think of like okay what books did i read in school that i really liked it's all mm -hmm. like complicated shakespeare bullshit yeah no like uh we would get the easy books and then people would go nuts and i would like not do the reading homework because i thought it was boring and then we get assigned mm -hmm. assign shakespeare and I'm like finishing it before, uh, before I even need to. So I definitely, yeah. I need to read more, man. That's like, it's, reading is such like a powerful tool. Yeah, I would, I, I don't know. I think that reading is, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give reading honestly I don't think I would give it as much value personally all right let me let me <laughs> argument for why it is valuable so I think okay so just as an example real quick we're not gonna get gonna get too into it but just yeah. like the state of the world right now with uh fake news is a good example for this so uh, yeah 
you know, when you see something on the news, it's uh, often like people will report things as soon as possible because they want information. And then maybe like two weeks later, uh, New York Times will write some like way, way, way more in-depth article with way more facts and everything is double checked and overall way more refined. Yeah. And it's, it's just going to be better information. Not that maybe the uh, news isn't fake, but it's not a, I would say a complete story or a complete thought. So when I think of like um, medias of learning, so I would say YouTube is like your breaking news you know, it's your live feed. And then when you actually read a book, you know, someone's put like days into completing this like singular thought or story. And overall, it's just way more refined. And there's a lot more for you to get out of it. Maybe, I don't know, like, I think in a lot of ways, YouTube is like objectively more entertaining than, than yeah. books, just because it's like flashy, it's in your face, it's more interactive but that doesn't mean it's uh, like more valuable and like other stuff. I'm not trying to say like just YouTube either, but I think really books are kind of like a underappreciated and like, um, like they're just, I feel like they're just going out of existence almost in terms of like people aren't even using them anymore, but damn, like we should, they're crazy dude. Yeah, see, I think, I think I, I, I mainly misframe. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would still consider reading as not the best. I think thinking like if you know how to read, which is knowing how to think, then I think reading can be really valuable. But just on its own, reading is the same as watching like it can be the same as watching a youtube video i mean maybe you're not going to be as and you might honestly even be as stimulated some books are pretty stimulating um but yeah i, I honestly because like for example have you ever heard of joe dispenza maybe sounds vaguely familiar yeah so this guy is, is dr joe dispenza right so you think, oh, this, this is some smart guy, some PhD guy, right? He, he writes this book about, I think it's like supernatural or something like that. And he's, he's pulling topics from quantum theory about like, yeah, human beings, these are the atoms, electrons and flux states before a human being perceives them like the observer effect. So human beings, like we have this innate capacity to sort of shift our destiny and change things about ourselves just by the power of our thought, just by the power of like, perceiving and imagining things um which like I, I read this book and i was like oh like getting hype like the observer effect yeah this guy's even a fucking doctor he's a chiropractor <laughs> and and then like i like upon doing more research and thinking critically about quantum theory how quantum theory works and how the observer effect works he totally blew it out of proportion not even close to what he was trying to say it was like say it was and so i think if you know how to think critically and read a book through a critical eye then it's valuable but you could get like a lot of quack information because it's really easy for some and 
because there's also that thinking of like oh like it's a book you know like this is good That's shit this is the pure shit but good point, there's yeah. like the same room for for error and scam that's a good point yeah i definitely i definitely get that but i don't know i would push back a little i think at the same time like just naturally uh less people will kind of uh, do that i think books are just general more credible because like who the hell is going to put that much time into something that is excuse me isn't uh you know true yeah if if you wanted to like go spread your opinion you know you could go on facebook or make a youtube video and that would be like way easier and way more efficient so I'm yeah i think books. go books even though <laughs> i don't read whatsoever <laughs> i want to <laughs> Yeah, I think if you got the right books, you have the right mindset. Because I do agree that it, the filter of information that you're going to get from a book versus a YouTube video is going to be a lot different. So it's like even an entertaining book, somebody's going to have to put thought into like creating a plot, engaging character development. Whereas someone on YouTube, like I've, I've actually kind of been um, watching these like Omegle videos a lot where <laughs> It's literally just this kid fucking roasting people on Omegle. <laughs> and there's like no fucking way I'd read a book, like a book on that, you know? So you you probably would be getting... Yeah, that's a good point. Like depending on what you're trying to learn, like different mediums are, are better for those situations. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to read a book on like, I don't know, it's some physical... I don't know. I feel like you could read a book on how to run. Or it's like reading a workout book, but not working out. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> no one's going to like read a workout book and be like, wow, like I, you know, I freaking love this. Just like yeah. reading about someone else doing all this shit, like with um, living vicariously, like obviously some, you know, action movie or story you're going to, like that for different reasons but like a workout book if you're reading that and you don't <laughs> want to go work out after reading it then like what the hell yeah yeah there's like no yeah it doesn't serve any other function yeah that's funny damn all right well i think we should wrap it up here we like jumped all over the place today i love it yeah dude this, these are the conversations oh, that yeah. i fucking come here for these are, i love these conversations all right well yeah i mean i'm just gonna end it we don't even need to outro we're just chilling yeah.